shall we pray um, father we thank you for your love we thank you for your mercies and your goodness in our lives we thank you for your presence we thank you for the holy spirit precious holy spirit we pray that you lead us even in your word guide us to understand what there is in your word for us O oh lord bless us this evening let the word come to life in our lives May we not be hearers only deceiving ourselves, but doers of the word, O Lord. Let this truth even cause liberty for your people. Let this truth bring transformation in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, beloved, thank you so much. Um, it's been a long day. I know you've been busy, you've been doing a lot, but it's time to actually share the word of God. God bless you. God bless you so much. Um, I welcome any new viewer. Please send your comments coming in. Send your likes comments everything in and it will be a blessing so we began our teaching on who is jesus christ and we've done a lot of um development on this particular topic so um we began by looking at i'm doing a bit of a recap so we began by looking at um who is jesus christ in the sense of what he is and what that stands for us so we started to look at it from the point of adam and eve where adam and eve sinned and that sin led to the fall of man and so god in his wisdom to deliver man back to himself what he did was that he sent his only begotten son jesus christ to die for us and then yet last week we began to look at why jesus came to die and what that means to us and so if we've come to a point to understand that god has wonderful things in store in christ for us we will be able to maximize all the um, blessings and the profits that god has actually made available in christ jesus so um we started to actually diagnose or um, demystify the meaning of jesus christ and his place in our lives so we looked at 16 descriptions of jesus and what that means to us as believers so last week we looked at um, Jesus is the way so um, I'm just doing a short recap so we can carry on for today so Jesus is the way and we came to understand that Jesus is the way in the sense that no one can get to the father except through him and so he's the only one who can lead us to the father he's the only one who can guide us on the right path that would lead to our breakthrough that would lead to our destiny oriented places so we read quite a number of scriptures actually and we came to a point to understand that without jesus you can't actually get to god so i would like us to read one of the interesting scriptures in first Corinthians chapter 11 um first corinthians chapter 11 amen yeah so in first corinthians chapter 11 the apostle of god he's actually one of they are foundational apostles. He wrote almost all the New Testament. So he wrote to third of the New Testament. And this man was a man who had an encounter with Jesus himself. Okay, so this man had an encounter with Jesus. And this man who had an encounter with Jesus, as a matter of fact, in our discuss, uh, in our discussion and in our teachings, we will get to understand some of the encounters that this man had. And this man, in talking to the Corinthian church, said something, he said that, Be ye followers of me, even as I am of Christ. Wow. So this man is saying that we should follow him as long as he's following Christ. Isn't it amazing? That means that if this man miss it, his people shouldn't follow him. Say amen. And so it's really interesting that for us to have the benefits that God has in store for us, we need to understand the dynamics of Christ. So the apostle of God told his people that the day you think that I am not following Jesus, run away. Why would this man say that? Because he is the way. So we need to, we came to a point to understand that Jesus lead and we follow okay so that was quite um, a bit of a recap of what we did last week and then we realized that we can only get to our destination through jesus christ and at some point we came to understand that jesus said that broad is the way that leads to destruction and we read other versions which says that as a matter of fact the road that leads to destruction is so big that it can contain the number of people who would go through that way but then he said narrow is the way that leads to life and he he said i am the truth the way and the life amen so for us to enjoy our life so for us to understand the benefits of jesus dying for us we need to understand that he is the way he is the one god has ordained to lead us to wherever we want to be wherever 
our destinies are connected to be. Amen. So that is a bit of a recap. We looked at Jesus being the way. So today we are looking at the next description of Jesus. You know, someone would say, oh, why would you want to diagnose Jesus Christ? You see, without Jesus, there is no Christianity. There is no life. There is no connection with God or whatsoever. Okay, so if you don't understand what Jesus means to us as a believer, you can be a believer and not benefit from it. So it is so important that we understand what Jesus' life has brought to us, his presence, he coming to die, what that entails for us. Amen. So today we are looking at Jesus is the truth. So we are looking at the second description, which is Jesus is the truth. Wow. Very interesting. Jesus is the truth. Let's read the scripture. John chapter 14 verse 6. So today we are looking at Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Wow. John chapter 14 verse 6. So in the book of John chapter 14 verse 6, he says, Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He is the truth. Hallelujah. Let's read John chapter 1 verse 17. The book of John, chapter 1, verse 17. John, chapter 1, verse 17. Let's read from verse number, from verse 15. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I speak. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 16. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. Hallelujah. And the next verse, which is the verse 70, says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So, what is truth then? Because if he's saying grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, that means that Jesus is actually someone who has introduced something that didn't exist before. Okay? So, what is truth? So, I looked at some few definitions. And what they, these definitions point to is that truth is reality. So the facts and the realities of a particular situation. So truth is the facts and the realities of a particular situation. That means that if Moses brought law, Jesus is the truth. That means that he is the reality of what Moses actually brought. So if you remember, at some point, Jesus reading the scripture said that today the scripture has been fulfilled in your ears. Why? Because he is the person that moses was actually talking about the person that god rehearsed moses and the israelites for all those years okay so he has come to actually be the embodiment the reality of some of the things that god was dealing with his people about he has come to prove it that indeed he is what the things were about please i hope you are following so jesus said i am the way the truth definite article the truth that means that truth this truth we are talking about is actually so in in our um, culture there is this proverb we say that truth is one that means that that you can't do anything against the truth but for the truth when we say this color is blue it is a fact that is the reality so there can be many things that speaks differently from that color which we are talking about please i hope you get it so if jesus says he's the truth that means that there is a truth that man needs to encounter for a transformation and he is the one that this truth is with. So if you miss Jesus Christ, you are not going to have access to this truth that can guide you in your life. The truth that can lead you to the Father. Okay, so if you have been following the discussion, when I make mention of such statement like truth that will connect you back to the Father, you would understand. Okay, alright. So it is so important that we understand what does Jesus being truth represent to us as Christians. Okay, now this truth we are talking about is actually a manual that can direct us. Imagine you want to go to a location and someone tells you, maybe this location, go left, turn right, go forward for like two miles and stop at some point and then take your left turn and this person gives you this direction. Now, this direction that you have to go to that location is the truth you are relying on to get to that place. And so when you miss this direction you have been given you are likely not to get to your destination so he says yes i am the way so the moment you come unto him you have access or you are on the path that will lead you there but he being the way alone is not enough he says and the truth and so you can be on the way and not have the truth and not get to the end so for example you know where you are going for example the example i gave 
you know that okay you are, you are moving from this city let's say you are moving from london to birmingham okay and you know the way that it would lead you there but you don't have the direction so you know that okay when you go through this route you can get there but you don't have the actual direction that will lead to the particular place you want to get to in birmingham okay so this map or guide is going to guide you at every step on the way so if he says that i am the truth that means that if you want to get to the father you can't ignore him please i hope you get it and so this truth is so important we have to come to a point to understand that the principles the guiding lines that will lead us to the place that he has ordained for us the place that he's going to actually get us to is dependent on him Please, I hope you get it. So, it's so interesting. It's very interesting. Did it, Jesus didn't say, I have the truth alone. He says, I am the truth. So, if you want anything that symbolizes truth, it is Jesus. Please, are you following it? So, it's not like he only has the truth. He is the truth. Hallelujah. So, it's very interesting to come to a point to understand that if there is, there is that which is truth, and there is that which is the embodiment of the truth. That is actually Jesus Christ. Please, I hope you get it. So, if you miss him, you will miss the realities. So, and the definition of truth, I'm picking it from there. So, definition of truth means reality. Okay. So, if you are told anything, you are likely to miss this reality. And this reality is Jesus Christ. Let's read a scripture, John chapter 8, verse 32. Look at something interesting. He says, John, John chapter 8 verse 32, he says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Powerful scripture. Ye shall know the truth. He says, I am the truth. So when you come to know the truth, that is when you will be free. So sometimes, even in Christendom, there are a lot of people, they go through many situations. And the question is, why are they going through these situations? Because Jesus, the one who is the way, the one who is taking us to the Father, the one who is guiding us, is saying that, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? And then John chapter 8 verse 32 is making us to understand that when you come to know this truth, the truth will make you free. Do you want to be free? Do you want to be free from addiction? Do you want to be free from demonic operations over your life? Do you want to be free from the manipulations and even the systems that restricts us from whatever God has ordained for us. He says that when you come to know this truth, this truth has what it takes. The beautiful thing is that he didn't say the truth will set you free. He will make you free. To set free and to make free are different things. To set free means that the person will bring you to a point that you are free. But then you are there is the higher likelihood of you going back into that situation. But then when this truth makes you free, that means that you become an embodiment of freedom. So, whatever situation that took over your life can never take over your life again. And he says that this can be only possible when you know the truth. When you know the truth. You see how powerful the truth is. So, if Jesus is saying that I am the truth, that means that the more of Jesus you know, the more free you become. Are you getting it? The more you will be free from many things that restrict men. There is a beautiful thing about life that you always need to understand. You know, currently there are some, let's say there are some terms that are used to describe situations. For example, they would say, oh, this is a conspiracy theory. So maybe they would say that, let's say there are some musicians or maybe there are some influential people and there are some conspiracy theories concerning them that maybe they submit to other God or maybe they are under the influence of something and it is no classified as conspiracy theory as a matter of fact there are two main people in the world okay people who are strongly under the influence of god which is jesus christ and those who are not so if you are not under the strong influence of jesus christ there's the likelihood of other forces taking advantage over your life so there may be many things that you can be subjected to. So, for example, I miss people who don't believe in Jesus. Maybe they may have different ideologies. They may have different perceptions about different situations. But the key thing is that there is one truth, and that is Jesus. The day you become opened to this reality, you will be set free. So whatever keeps you bound has no power over you again. So it's important we are learning about this truth, which is Jesus. So knowing more about Jesus sets you free amen very powerful scripture 
So he says, ye shall know the truth. And the truth has that what it takes to actually what make you free. Amen. So let's read a scripture. Um, John chapter 17, verse 3. Hallelujah. John chapter 17, verse 3. So as we go through the word of God and we are knowing Jesus, you are actually being set free. You are actually being set free from oppression, from spiritual influence, from things that keep you bound. Whatever those things are, as these words come to you, you're actually being set free. Somebody didn't say amen. So let's read John chapter 17, verse number 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God. Ooh, the only true God. That means that there are other gods that are not true. And don't forget, truth is one. Truth is the reality. And he says that, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So this is life eternal. To have this eternal life, the life that we lost, that God is bringing back to us. And as a matter of fact, he's bringing it at a higher rate or a higher strength. He said that you can access this life or this is the life that you come to know Jesus Christ. So you come to know God and his son, Jesus Christ. So coming to know Jesus Christ is what will actually cause your life to be transformed. That is it. So there are many people who come to God for solutions. So God becomes more or less like a solution center. So God, maybe this is what I'm going through. If you can help me solve this problem, that's it. But you see, God is not a magician. He works with principles. And so when you come to understand these principles, because one thing about um, deliverance is that even for example those who are into let's say healthcare and even medication when you are given a medication to take and you are given the dosage and you take the medication once and you leave it the impact wouldn't be much and as a matter of fact what happens is that the whatever situation you are going to let's say it's a micro uh, microbial infection the microbes will gain resistance against the medication because you didn't take the right dosage and that is it that is how it works in the spirit so god is not a magician because if he if if he delivers you right now and let's say he you you say well god has delivered me i don't need jesus i don't need to read the bible i don't really need to listen to preaching or anything i'm a born again christian so let me go about with my life what happens is that Jesus himself said that when a demon leaves a person, they go and roam. And if they don't find a suitable place, they will come back to check. If that place is filled, if that place is not filled. So if you don't fill that vacuum, whatever was troubling you is left. That space, if you don't fill that space, they will go and prepare seven wicked spirits to come. And then the Bible says that the state of that person will be worse. So as a believer, when you come to know Jesus, it's important you come to the reality of the truth because it is only the truth that can make you free. Else, you can be set free, but you will still go back into that situation. And don't forget, the state of what you would be would be worse compared to the former. And so it's always important for us to come to this point to understand that there is a power in knowing Jesus Christ because that power is what will set you free from whatever situation that you are going through. Amen. So he says, this is life eternal that they might know thee the only through God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Let's read 1 John chapter 5 verse 20. We are looking at Jesus is the truth, okay? 1 John chapter 5 verse 20. And we know that the Son of God is come and had given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. You know, when you study history, there are many people that came to say they were the Messiah. Okay? So, and it's so beautiful for the sake of time and obviously what we are looking at, I wouldn't be able to go into it, but I want to just give a gist of it. So when you study history, you realize that there were people who came to say they were the Messiah. Okay? And they were caught and killed. So what the Romans realized was that Anytime anyone comes to say he's the Messiah, and you, when you kill him, his followers will just vanish. So they didn't know that with Jesus, killing him was actually the way to make his influence spread. So when they killed Jesus, he rose from the dead and he's alive forevermore. Someone would say, what is the proof? The proof is the church. The proof is the influence of Jesus beyond even Israel. 
into the rest of the world. The other people who claim to be Christ, there is no, there is no evidence that they are a group of people that represent him. Jesus said, I will build my church. So the presence of the church is even an example or is even one of the signs or proof that indeed he is alive. And if he is alive and you come into him, you need to understand that knowing him is what will keep you to the end. Please, I hope you are following. So he says that, verse 20, that he might know him, that is true. And we are in him, that is true. Even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. What is he saying? We have come into God who is a true God. And for us to get into this God and exalt whatever or exhaust whatever there is in him, we need to understand that we only came into God through Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the truth because he is the son of the truth, which is the true God. Please, I hope you are following this discussion. So truth is so important. Truth has the power to deliver you. And truth has also the power to keep you bound. Please, I hope you get it. The Bible says, I wouldn't go ahead of myself. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. So I read from verse 3, it says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4, Who will have all men to be saved? So God's agenda is to save all men, not some men, all men. Okay, God's agenda is to save all men. So, who will have all men to be saved? And look at something interesting. He says, and to come to, unto the knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth. That means that when you are born again, that is just phase one. The second phase is coming to the knowledge of the truth. Okay, coming to the knowledge of of the truth so there are many believers they have not come to the knowledge of the truth instead of maybe reading their bible they will do other things apart from reading their bible instead of listening to preaching they will do other things apart from that and they think that they are still growing me you can only grow by knowledge knowledge is light knowledge guides us imagine even in our corporate world okay let's look at our corporate world the your, your your salary, for example, if you work hourly, okay, your salary is based on the level of expertise and knowledge you have. If you upgrade yourself, if there is an increase in knowledge, your salary would even increase. So even the world system is like that. If you are going for a position, they will ask you, what certificate do you have? So if you have a first degree, first degree is more a bachelor, so that's the at least it's an appreciable level but then when you have a master's listen to the term master's that means that you have mastered that area or that field so the world even recognize that you are a master in the field therefore you need to be paid more than someone who has that foundational bachelor's now they move on further so if you have a bachelor's and you have a master's the one with the master's would have a higher salary then though the one who is who has a phd so who has doctor of philosophy so the person has grown in this field or in this field grown in knowledge and experience so much that he has developed a philosophy okay that acts so at the master's level you have come to master everything in the field or most of the key things in your field so if you are at the master's level there are some things that we can we ask you you shouldn't say you don't know but then when you move on for that the doctor of philosophy at this stage you are expected to make an impact in the field so you are making a unique contribution to the field that nobody on earth has made such a contribution so normally when you're doing a phd your research is so unique that nobody has done it that is one of the criteria of you being you attaining such a height so we are being um, classified based on our knowledge in a field and that affects even your salary that affects your integrity that affects how people even recognize you because if you are you are you have a phd there's a new name attached to your name so your name is not just maybe whatever doctor is attached to it but if you have a master's there's nothing attached to it so and then from phd to there's professor so the professor level is someone who is an authority authority figure in the field okay someone who has become an authority figure in the field of knowledge 
So look at even how this world, we classify knowledge and respect levels of knowledge. It is the same in Christ. There are some Christians, when you ask them right now, who is Jesus Christ? All they can say is, he, he's a man who came to die for me, that's it. And what does that mean for you? They say, I don't know. But they have time to do all other things. What, what is happening is that you are growing in other things, but you are not growing in that which will make you free. Please, I hope you are getting it. So that, that's why many people go under bondage because, for example, they don't even know how to even pray. They don't know how to even engage with God. They don't know what God has said. And don't forget, God can only move by his word. If his word doesn't move, his spirit doesn't move. So what has God said concerning your situation? How would you know God has said something? You need to have knowledge about his word. Amen. And so it's all important that we can't take knowledge out. So he says that all men should be saved. Perfect. But then we should be able to bring all men to the knowledge of the truth. What is the truth? Jesus. So all men should be able to come to the point to understand who Jesus is. Wow. That is so interesting. Look at the next verse. Verse 5. He says, For there is one God and one mediator, God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So, when you don't come to the knowledge of the truth, there is the high possibility that you may not get to the end of the journey. So, it's so important as Christians for us to understand the place of truth in our lives. Okay, the place of truth in our lives. Most of the time we feel like becoming a Christian is more or be, being born again. I would use the word being born again more because people may use Christianity as maybe like a tag, but then they may not really be Christians. Um, so being born again and it's like, oh, once you are born again, you, you, are, you are going to heaven. That's it. No, there is more to it than just being born again. Please, I hope you get it. You need to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. And so we've come to this point. Now we have to understand that truth is not, it's also, there's something very interesting. Truth is holistic. Truth is reality. So imagine I used this example at the beginning that let's say you want to get to Birmingham and you are from London, you're going to Birmingham. Imagine the person who is giving you this truth that will guide you to your location, will tell you that, gives you the direction halfway. How can you get to your destination? You wouldn't be able to get to your destination. Or for example, you're using Google Maps and you get to the middle of the road and your phone shuts down. Although you have been on the path, okay, you can't get to your destination because the truth didn't carry you through. It took you to a path. So half-truth is equally dangerous as a lie. Half-truth is equally dangerous as a lie. So it's so important for us as Christians to endeavor to know more endeavor to engage more with god's word because if you don't know the entirety of god's word you can never achieve the level that god wants you to achieve amen so truth is so important i want to read a scripture the holy spirit just dropped this scripture into my spirit is it galatians chapter 4 i think yeah galatians chapter 4 look at something the book of galatians chapter 4 verse 1 Open your Bible there quickly before we continue from where we left off. Galatians chapter 4 verse number 1. It says, Now I say that the heir, who is an heir? Someone who has an inheritance. Don't forget that the Bible says that there is so much great inheritance and promises for us as Christians. There are so great promises. But then he says, An heir, as long as he is a child, he, so look at something, it says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, who is a child? Someone who has not matured in something. So even using the academia, for example, if a child is born, you can't take a child who is three years, uh, three year old to a university. It doesn't work. The child needs to be subjected to training until the person gets there with time and through knowledge. And so it says that that child, he, as long as he remains a child, different nothing from a servant though he be lord of all wow no wonder god says that we should be born again you, you see that we're born again when the child is born the child is so small cute beautiful but the child can't even speak 
Even though the child has all the qualities of a human being, this child can't speak. Why? Because this child needs to grow. So he says that this child, as long as he's born, he's like a servant. That means that there are many believers, they may, the day you are born again, you are like a servant. But then he says that though he be Lord of all, you see, so you have the power over many things, but you are still a servant. Look at the next verse. He says, but it's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. So, this child will then be given to tutors and governors. He will be given to people to teach him. So, imagine the child is, let's say, uh, to be a king or a prince over a country. This child will be subjected to knowledge. So, this child will now go into this training until the time that is appointed of the father. So, look at the verse 3. He says, even so, so he's saying that this is how we are as Christians. He says, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the element of this world verse 4 but when the fullness of time has come god has sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law verse 5 to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons now he's comparing us as christians to a child that is born to take over a throne this child must go under training and so if you are born again christian and you don't read your bible you don't pray, you don't listen to preaching, but you do all other things. What is happening is that whatever God has ordained or destined you to get to, you can't get to. And it is not God's fault, it is your fault. So there are a lot of prayers that believers pray. Oh God, why? God, why? The question is, the position that you are praying that God should take you there, do you have the spiritual capacity to remain there? Because if God, God doesn't mind taking you to places but he's, he's seeing you as a small baby who wants to rule over a nation now you are crying at age one that we should give you the country to rule meanwhile you don't have even the knowledge and the capacity and you don't even understand how the system would work but then you want to be a king that is how what is happening with many believers so they want God to do everything for them but they don't know what to do or they don't want to do what god expects them to do but i believe you are different as long as you are listening to this you are actually growing you are being subjected to the principles that governs our kingdom the principles that will make you rule in this generation please i hope you get it so develop a genuine love for the word of god develop a genuine love sometimes you wouldn't feel like praying we don't pray because we feel like praying we pray because we must pray and so you need to read the Bible. You shouldn't feel like, oh, today I don't feel like reading the Bible. You must read the Bible because you must read it. So if it means shutting down your phone and paying attention to read the Bible or turning off whatever you are paying attention to, social media, TV, whatever, and pay attention to the Word, it is this Word that can make you grow and then have your place that God has ordained for you. Else, many people will come and deceive you because you are a child. People can buy a tough Children are after toughies. Strangers can give children a toughie. They would eat. They don't care. You see? But then when you grow, you'll be able to distinguish between this and that. And so, this preaching that you're receiving is actually building you up. It's building you up as an heir to take over whatever God has ordained you to take over. In the name of Jesus, say amen. So, we need to understand that ignorance is the worst enemy of humanity. To be ignorant. Ignorant is the worst enemy. So if Jesus says, I am the truth, to be ignorant of the truth is terrible. You know, let's let's bring it within our normal context. If you want to go somewhere and you don't know the way to go, you can get frustrated forever. Isn't it? Even with science, all the time there, there are discoveries, isn't it? Anytime there is a discovery, the world celebrates. Why? Because our ignorance is reducing. We are uncovering truth and we are being set free. So, for example, when COVID came and, you know, the lockdown restrictions and everything, it was because it was something new. We were ignorant of this infection. But through science and knowledge, we have come to know how to manage it. And now we have, at least, we have an, a certain level of freedom. So, ignorance is a great enemy. So the devil would always want Christians to be destitute of the truth. So ignorant that they don't know many things that God even has in store for them. So the, the devil wouldn't make you happy to even read your Bible, to even pray. 
all the time a believer looks so I, I want to use the right word like looks so fragile you know in the sense and looks so incapacitated why because that that person doesn't have knowledge the day you get knowledge you become free and this evening i believe god is bringing you light he's bringing you the knowledge you require for the next phase of your life in the name of jesus say amen now in the book of psalm 14 verse 1 psalm 14 verse number one it says the word of god says that the fools had said in his heart there is no god the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So, don't forget, the devil is so strategic that the easiest way he wants to get things done is for someone to feel there is no God. So, the moment you feel there is no God, you make his work easier. He will leave you. He wouldn't waste his time on you because, first of all, you don't even believe there is an entity that influences everything. But, do you think the whole world just came just like that? Don't you think there is something more beyond what we see? I believe so. And so people who believe there there is God or there is a supreme being, at least they've come to a certain level of knowledge, but their knowledge is not sufficient. But then there are people who don't even believe there is God at all. So with these people, they become destitute of the truth. So they get bound down or bogged down with things either than God. Please, I hope you get it. And the Bible is referring to these people as fools. Why? Because... Their work, they've made the work of the devil easier. Amen. Let's read 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Say grace and peace will be multiplied unto me this evening. Grace and peace will be multiplied unto me this evening how can grace and peace be multiplied unto you look at the next phase he says through the knowledge of god and of jesus christ our lord so do you want grace grace our, the easiest way i can um demonstrate grace to you is grace is more like um grease in a surface so let's say you have you have a car okay and You've not greased the car. So let's say you don't have engine oil. You don't have all the necessary oil. What happens is that your car works at a higher friction. So the higher the possibility of your car breaking down early is really high. The reason because you have not greased your car. Okay, so grace is like grease, which makes things so easy. So if you want to enjoy easiness of whatever, so maybe your career, if you want to go through your career with ease, if you want to do everything with ease he says that this will come through the knowledge of god and of his son jesus christ so the more you desire to know more of god the more grace you have and he says that he didn't say grace be added he said multiplied so if you have grace let's say 20 20 graces multiplied by a new 20 grace you can imagine you are hitting 400 isn't it so grace and peace be multiplied do you want to enjoy peace do you want to enjoy peace in every area of your life? This will come through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, for example, the Bible talks about the way that leads to life and the way that leads to death. When you come to this knowledge, you realize that you will have a peaceful life because you know what to choose. Please, I hope you get it. So, grace and knowledge can be multiplied on you through the knowledge of of jesus christ so truth the more we come to understand truth which is jesus the more grace we have the more knowledge we have the more we can rise and do exploits in the name of jesus say amen let's read the next scripture very interesting it says verse 3 according to his divine power don't forget the context please he says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of god and of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, knowledge of the truth. The next verse. According to his divine power, had given unto us all things that pertained unto life and godliness through knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Wow. 
I want to read other scriptures, other versions. You will enjoy it. Says, For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. He's saying that by his power, he has given us certain things. And these things would help us to enjoy our lives and even live a godly life. But this thing will come through the full personal knowledge. Look at what Amplified Version is saying. This will come through a full, not half, full personal. This knowledge is not the knowledge I have about God. It's the knowledge you have about God. What knowledge do you have about, about God? What knowledge do you have about Jesus? He says that there are things that God has in store for us. Okay? And you can only access these things when you come to a full and personal knowledge of him who had called us. So God has, so Jesus had called us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. But he's making us aware that this calling is for our own or for his own glory and excellence. So God has called us for glory and excellence. So anything that has sin, anything that has disgrace, anything that has um, bondage is not what he has given to us. What he has given to us is actually what would lead to our excellence. So we would excel in everything we do. People will look at us and say, ah, your life is a wonder. Your life is a blessing. Why is this so? It is because you've come to the knowledge of the truth. And the truth is now making you free. And don't forget, grace and peace will be multiplied unto you. Look at the next verse, verse 4. We are reading up to, uh, up to verse 4 for the sake of time. It says, wherefore, whereby are given unto us, exceeding and great precious promises there are some promises god has given us when you you decided to give your life to jesus there were some promises god has given us how would you know these promises if you don't know the truth there are some blessings he says that this this promises look at how he describes it exceeding is exceeding not enough he says exceeding great and precious promises. I believe that the day you can uncover the exceeding great and pro- precious promises God has for your life, that is when your life is going to turn around. But how would this happen? It will only happen through the knowledge of the truth, which is Jesus. Hallelujah. I would love us to read other versions. Look at a message Bible. He says, We were also given absolutely terrific promises (laughs) absolutely terrific look at the description of these promises they are so rich it says the the nlt version says that by the same mighty power he has given unto us his rich and wonderful promises so do you want to enjoy riches from god do you want to enjoy wonderful breakthroughs from god he says that this can has been made possible in christ so when you are a believer you've come to know jesus christ trust me nothing can limit you you don't need to run after a pastor for deliverance listen you're already delivered the problem is that you don't have knowledge of the truth you don't know the promises god has in store for you if you have come to know these promises you wouldn't cry over spilled milk you wouldn't be worried about anything You wouldn't be worried because you know that knowing more about Jesus is what will bring your breakthrough. Knowing more about Jesus is what will bring your deliverance. Knowing more about Jesus is what will make the changes. Please, I hope you get it. So someone would say, but knowing more about Jesus, does it give me a job? Does it pay my school fees? Does it put food on the table? Listen, God is not thinking about what you eat today. He's thinking about you and your generation. So he wants to give you what can keep you, not just you, but then you and your generation. Please, I hope you get it. So most of the time, we worry about things that we need just instantly. But then he said, don't worry because even the birds on the field, he he feeds them. How much more you? So what he wants you to have access to is to be able to have that which will cause the transformation. So instead of God fishing for you, he wants to teach you how to fish so that you can stand on your own and you can also guide other people to come to this level of faith. Please, I hope you are following. So it's so important for us as Christians to understand that you need to know more about Jesus. You need to know more about the truth because that is what will lead you to your promises, your pro- the promises God had ordained for you. 
even before you were born. He told Jeremiah, I knew before I formed thee in thy mother's womb, I knew thee, and I had ordained you a prophet. So nobody comes into this world by mistake. But the mistake is that we don't get the knowledge. And the Bible says, let's, let's read our last scripture, Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. I love the scripture. He says, look at it carefully. Look at what God is saying. You know. This is God. He says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Think about it. God's own people. Oh, that means that God is helpless when you lack knowledge. Mm. God can't do anything if you lack knowledge. God can only deal with you according to the knowledge you have. So when you see Christians are struggling, check their knowledge level. And not their knowledge about football, not their knowledge about movies, not their knowledge about the economy, their knowledge about the truth. Because it is the truth that makes free. God's, God is his own people. I thought in the world, or maybe, he says, my people, are destroyed he didn't say my people are maybe are hungry or my people are poor they are destroyed they are destroyed for the lack of knowledge so i thought god is going to say then i'm going to make knowledge available or i'm going to put knowledge in their head look at what god is saying he says, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Think about it. God says that he is rejecting people because they have also rejected knowledge. So if you don't pay attention to the knowledge of the truth, don't blame God. That God, why? His word says that, and don't forget, God doesn't go against his word. So he says that if you reject knowledge, he too, he will reject you. So knowledge is actually, embracing more knowledge about the truth is actually inviting God to get so close to you. He says, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will reject you. That you should know, you shall not be priest to me. Seeing thou have forgotten the law of thy God. What is the law? The word of God. He says, I will also forget thy children. So God is saying that because you have rejected knowledge, you and your children, he will forget you. You there, he will reject you. And your children, he will forget. Why? Why is God doing this to us? It is because he can relate with you at the level of knowledge you have. It's like taking a three-year-old to be an university professor. It doesn't work. The university, you can be a very beautiful person. And as a matter of fact, you can have beautiful connections. But because you have not been trained to teach, you can't be placed there to teach people. So we make God helpless by not knowing the truth. This evening, I'm praying that by God's grace, he will place a desire in us to hunger and thirst for the truth. Hallelujah. He says, I will reject you. And as a matter of fact, I will forget your children because you have rejected the truth. Imagine our generation. When you read history, there were people, they only had one chapter of the Bible. And that was what they used to read their entire life. And they never gave up. For us, we have the Bible on our phone, we have we can go and buy them we have even we can put the bible everywhere you can even download it on your phone on the app you can project it on your tv whatever but we still don't read we have so much advantage but we don't take advantage of it we let these advantages slip through our hands may god have mercy on us i believe that this evening someone is going to hunger and test for the truth someone is going to decide listen enough of pray for me have a personal time where you read the Bible. What has God said concerning my destiny? What has God said concerning my life? If anytime you are doing something, you have your choice. What has God said concerning this matter? If you are if you are having a problem with somebody, how does God how what has God said concerning dealing with people? Because if you know what God has said and you begin to live that way, that's when grace and peace will be multiplied unto you. 
I pray that somebody is going to have a new relationship with God. Someone is going to have a new encounter with God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to read just one scripture and we close, okay? Um, I want to show you a, a certain scenario in the Bible, okay? Um, a scenario in the Bible. In the book of Acts chapter 19. Okay, Acts chapter 19, verse 11. Don't forget this man is the man who wrote almost half of the New Testament. So he had in-depth knowledge. Look at from verse 11. He says, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirit went out of them. Don't forget this man had knowledge. The next verse. Then certain of the vagabond Jews... They were also Jews, oh. But look at how the Bible describes them. Vagabond. Exorcists took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. The name of the Lord Jesus. Wait. These people saw that God was doing marvelous things with Paul. And so they too wanted to do the same thing. And they were also Jews. Don't forget. So they too, they asked... Um, if people who were possessed with evil spirit to come and they didn't use the name of their father or their mother they said they were trying to cast out these devils in the name of jesus let's look at what happened saying we adjure you by jesus whom paul preached Mm. they were going to cast out devils from people and look at what they are doing they are casting out the devil by the name the jesus that paul preached what demonstration do we see here they lack they lack knowledge they don't, have, they don't have a personal full knowledge of this Jesus they are talking about. So even though they believe in Jesus, they believe that Jesus can do this. But they are trying to cast out devils. And this Jesus that they are talking about, they are saying the Jesus that Paul preached. Wow. And look at what happened. <laughs> so, verse 14. Acts chapter 19. So we are, we are at verse 14. And there were seven sons of Skiba, a Jew, and a chief of the priests, which did so. Can you imagine? They were sons of a, 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 a pastor. Let me put it that way. The sons of a priest. So priests were those who God has ordained to watch over his people. And seven sons of this priest. But because they didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus, look at what happened to them. The next verse, verse 15. And the evil spirits, and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Right now, your situation is telling you, who are you? Your situation, listen, this is Paul who said that follow me as I follow Christ. So they could say they know Paul because he was following Jesus. And so the demons responded first, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. You, who are you? So your authority even in the spirit is dependent on the knowledge and engagement you have with jesus right now can you say jesus is your friend can you say you have a personal dealings with jesus and that be said about you or you pray because other people pray so you join to pray but you yourself apart from that you don't have any dealings with god this evening god is speaking to you the demon said paul we know jesus we know you who are you no wonder paul was he was rather casting out devils. Demons were not in him. Because he had come to a point that he had so much knowledge that demons couldn't stay in him. He was full of knowledge. And even handkerchiefs from his body could heal the sick people. So as we grow in our knowledge about Christ, our lives now begin to overflow to affect other people. But if we refuse to grow, look at what happened to these people. Verse 16. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. The man who was full of the demons took a cane and shipped them that they were naked and they fled. Why are many Christians running away from situations? It's because we, the Jesus we are talking about is a Jesus of a pastor. We know Jesus, yes, this pastor is Jesus. But you, do you have this Jesus yourself? Because if you come to have Jesus for yourself, that is when the demons will run away from you. Now the demons lived on them 
Look at how the Bible describes the evil spirit lived on them and overcame them. So the reason why we are mostly overcomed, one, is because we lack knowledge about the truth. That's why Jesus would have us to know that he is the truth. And the more we begin to know about him, the more we can be delivered to even deliver other people. These sons of the priests couldn't stay. They had to run away. And it wasn't because they were bad people. It was because they didn't have knowledge. And Jesus said, for the lack of knowledge, my people are destroyed. These people were destroyed because they lacked knowledge. This evening, I'm recommending the knowledge of Jesus Christ to you. Renew your commitment to Jesus. Listen, don't let anybody condemn you. Renew your commitment to Jesus. Get your Bible. Get the Bible. Start reading it. There are many apps. Bible reading plan. You can decide I'm reading from Matthew. Listen, endeavor to know the truth. There are people, they can't read. They can't write. But you, you can read. You can write. You can understand. It's a blessing. Because you can know the truth for yourself. And this truth can set you free. And that you can even begin to help other people. In the name of Jesus, I see somebody increasing in their knowledge of the truth. I see somebody growing in their encounter with the truth. I see somebody advancing in every area God has ordained for you as you encounter this truth. I see God drawing so near to us because we are growing in our knowledge of the truth. In the name of Jesus, believe it. Whatever situation you are going through, the problem is because you lack knowledge. The moment you uncover that knowledge, you get vaccinated against any evil influence. And you rather become a solution and a point of source of survival for other people in the name of Jesus. God bless you so much for watching. I believe that you have been blessed. At this point, I want to lead people to God. I want to give people the opportunity to give their life to Jesus. If you think right now, Jesus... You don't really, you can't say, oh, Jesus knows me. Can you say Jesus knows you because he, you, you have a certain relationship with him. That Nobody comes into that relationship. It is you and him. If that relationship is not there, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Okay? So, if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want to dedicate your life to Jesus, if you want your life to be a wonder and a blessing to humanity, he says that his arms are open wide. He has at the door and he's knocking. If you will open him, he will come and dine with you. He will show you mighty things. He will show you your destiny. He will show you why he created you to come, even into this time, and not 1844 or 3048. God has a purpose for your life. If you believe it, just pray this prayer after me. If you want to dedicate, rededicate, maybe you've prayed this prayer before, but you are not really sure, and you want to pray again, the opportunity is there. I want to lead you to pray this prayer to renew your commitment to Jesus. And it's not about Psalms Jesus or whoever's Jesus. You, your Jesus. That you can be bold to say that I have a specific relationship with him. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you this evening. I confess that you are the truth. You are the way and the life. I confess that you died and resurrected on the third day and you are alive forevermore. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. From today, I am no longer under the bondage of the devil. I am a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Listen, Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 10, verse 8 and 9. He says that we confess with our mouth into salvation. We confess with our mouth unto righteousness and we believe it with our hearts unto salvation. God bless you so much for praying this prayer. If you've prayed this prayer, I want to assure you by the authority of scripture that you are born again. 
and that now from today you have a renewed commitment with Jesus. You, from today, you are a child of God. Endeavor to know more about God. Okay, don't say you don't understand the Bible. Never say that. The Holy Spirit will teach you the Bible. He will guide you to know certain truths. Some of these teachings that we go through, I would all the time prefer that you can write some of these scriptures or write notes, personal notes. Though you go over them, you read the Bible and read for yourself. Listen, you will be blessed when you do this. God bless you so much for your time. I believe your time was not wasted. And please, don't take it for granted. God is going to transform many things in your life. In the next few months, when you look back, you can see, you can point on many things that God is actually doing with you. Oh, glory to Jesus. Dear one, we've come to an end of today's episode of God's Word. It was wonderful having you, and we believe you have been blessed by the Word of God. Please follow us on our social media channels and groups with the name Dexterity Church for more depths and inspirations from God. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, podcast, Telegram, TikTok, Instagram and Twitch all with the same name Dexterity Church to access our audio and video messages of God's Word. Have a blessed day and we hope to hear from you very soon. May the mercies and the grace and the power of God sustain you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.